can't do that. You, you're, Why? You, there's no way you could spend an hour whispering. No, I'm innately loud. Well, maybe we'll do it as a challenge one day to see. Mm-hmm. Not today, though. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, we need a whisper, a whisper challenge podcast. Um, that would be interesting. So, I wanted to, to tell you that I noticed something today. Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome to the Pretty Unlimited podcast. I just realized that. <laughs> I'm a little late. Not a problem. Um, uh, I am Anna, and you are? Chris. How you and doing? And together we are married. Um, this is true. This is true. So, remember a couple of months ago when this whole pandemic thing started and we had to start um, being, you know, uber careful yeah. With everything that we did. Uh-huh. So two months ago, I was washing my hands for like a solid 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at like 15 seconds or yeah, 20 no, the, seconds. The hand washing times <laughs> have definitely decreased. I'm like, I feel, I feel like, um, um, you know, I feel like my hands are clean. My hands are always dry. Yeah. Which, so, which like, is a symbol I, to me that they're clean. When I wash my hands, I push my, my watch up yeah. my wrist further. Uh-huh. And then and I wash, I typically, and I do this every time I wash my hands, I make sure I shove soap under my nails oh, yeah, and I rinse yeah. under I there. I don't do that. Yeah, far. I don't I go do that, that far. So, I probably should, but I don't. Yeah, I do that every single time I wash my hands. But I've had to use so much lotion. No, yeah, your hands get ashy as fuck. Mm-hmm. They get dry as fuck. So, yeah, and... um. I was washing my hands right when I walk in the door yeah. to work and to home. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not, I, <laughs> I don't always do it. No. Yeah. I mean, I th- do it when I get to work only cause that's habit. Things have ch- like <clears throat> my, the, the routine I've had with disinfecting like the doorknobs and the areas we touch it's changed. And part of that's because of the cleaning supplies. Mm-hmm. Like when I had the mist, when I first got the stuff and I had the Mr. Clean stuff, I could I could wipe down anything so I know it wouldn't mess it up. But then I had to go to the bleach, and that messes up all the wood you can and only fabrics. Do so much. And, and now mm-hmm. now I'm using this new cleaner, this like hospital grade thing. But I need I think I need to get a I need to figure something because like you don't like put it in a bowl and then like just wipe it on something and let it dry. Like you you spray it on something, you let it like sit for uh, like three minutes and then you can you know wipe it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely strong. It's definitely strong, but I just have to. Uh, I'm adjusting as we go. So what you might, because we have some something similar that we use at work. Uh-huh. So what I do is I just go through and spray everything, and by the time I'm done, I figure it's like three or four minutes. So I go back to the beginning, and now I wipe everything. Down. No, I'm, I'm. That's what I'm gonna have to do. But I think the thing is, like, I can't do it during the like. Everybody has to be asleep. Like, if I do this, essentially, I would do it. After I leave and every, Usually, before yeah, everybody it, it else would, gets it up. It would be like 7.30. I would start with the downstairs and work my way up. And then by the time the upstairs was done. But I do like you've been it. letting yourself sleep in a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Because um, you don't start technically start work until 9. Although you you work around the clock a lot of times. Yeah, so. my, I mean, my, my schedule's adjusted a bit because it changed. <clears> so it really just depends on. But like by 9 o'clock, um, I'm... I should have like the cats fed and everything wiped down and mm-hmm. everything so I can then start the next portion of the day. But anyway, we're not here for that. Um, you want to take a shot first? Yes. What okay. is today's shot? 
Mrs. Jack Daniels, the usual. Okay. Cheers. Cheers to... <laughs> cheers to an unsanitary life. <laughs> I was already uh, cheersing. Um, before we get into what we're doing today, I got something for you. What? Before we get into what we're doing today, I got something for you. This came in the mail the other day for you. Well, it came to me, but it's for you. Okay. I included some scissors there because you might need to uh, use them to open up the thing. Look at Frank looking. Frank's a weirdo. Frank's a chicken weirdo. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to balance the microphone. I mean, if you need to put the microphone down, you can put it down. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. That's sometimes people don't know that's how you sit when you're doing the podcast. Yeah, I'm laying in bed with the microphone laying on my chest. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happens. It's what happens sometimes. She's got the first layer of protective packaging off. <coughs> they really wrapped it very well, which uh, is not really a surprise. Oh, you got me something from Walmart. Yeah, I got you something from Walmart. <laughs> a bag from Walmart. It's a bag from. It's a baggie from Walmart. It's heavy, uh, whatever it is. Well, it should be heavy. It's it's brass. Did you get me one of the? I don't know what's. I don't know did what's you get me about. one of the compacts that? <gasps> you did. I, I see the chain. <laughs> they wrapped that thing very well. I can't get to it. <laughs> oh, shit. What was that? I think that might be the lipstick thing. Yeah. Yep. There's actual lipstick in it. That's yes. hilarious. <coughs> yeah, so the other day, Anna was on eBay looking at like. Oh, my God. This is beautiful. Compacts from the 50s. Mm-hmm. That essentially they're <gasps> this like. This is so cool. They're like little purses. But they'll like be all in brass and it has like the compact and the the lipstick and a holder for it and like a mirror and things like that um this one they were originally i don't remember what the original asking price was um but i kind of like i talked them down a little bit mm-hmm. and it hit me back and they were saying that apparently the people who were selling on east ebay they were selling it for their elderly neighbor um i guess they because i hit them with a, a offer i made an offer and it, they t- it took them like a day or so to hit me back and uh, they said that the, I guess they spoke to the woman and she was willing to take it down to a certain price. So I said, that's sweet. So I just uh, paid what she asked for. And, and they sent it really quick. It actually came like, I don't think it was even supposed to be here until like next week. I think you probably want to take that lipstick off. Yeah, I won't least. be using this this person's lipstick. But yeah, the other day, Anna was on eBay looking <laughs> at these old compacts and you know how like you learn you, you've known somebody for a while but you always learn something new like i didn't know anna was like so i like into these things okay so here's a couple things that i've i've probably never mentioned it but i do go and i look i like antique compacts uh-huh. that's a thing for me um lipstick tubes from like the 50s mm-hmm. and stuff uh, earlier oh, okay. and earlier i like art deco uh-huh. when it comes to the makeup cases and stuff because they this is like this is art deco yeah so i also like um antique brushes and comb sets with the mirrors uh-huh. that match um 
But yeah, I like all the stuff that like ladies used to use in like a vanity. Yeah. I just think they're really, really pretty. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Like you said, you didn't know, but I figured like that's something you could just like have, even if you have like four or five of them, just like have them on display on mm-hmm. the shelf somewhere. Yes, um, I like this. It doesn't close, but I'm not mad because I wouldn't be using it. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know. It's it's also like at least 50 years old. Yeah. Um, and it's in really good shape. This is in great condition. Yeah. I mean, it, and it has all the open it and it has all the little. This is actually in really good. Like the fact that it doesn't close, this is still in really good condition. Though. Like it's very clean. It's not like I still rust- got some of the original makeup on the one side. It's not rusty at all. Yeah. <clears throat> but you could tell like someone used this a lot. And they but took it was care like, of it. But yeah. it was in very good condition. Yes. Thank you so much. This is totally. You're welcome. See, because I've been making my, my dresser. I'm trying to make it stuff I would want. I want to see. Yeah. So that's why I've been adding the plants. Mm. And I have a pretty lotion holder and some candles. So this will be Maybe we can get you added. one of those like old, uh, those mirror trays. Mm-hmm. And you could put, maybe get you a yeah, couple of Yeah, because I ruined my little cardboard box thing that's over there, the little pink thing. Yeah. Because I overflowed the water for my, for for my aloe plant today. <laughs> so now it's probably all bubbling. This podcast <clears throat> has nothing to do with... Uh, no, we've covered Disinfecting uh, or the, the new pandemic and, and old Art Deco compact cases. Oh, this 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 week's episode is dedicated <laughs> to our favorite Prince songs. Yes. We're both fans of Prince. Okay, so unlike other uh, previous top fives, when we have uh, snuck some music in there, yeah, we will definitely not be doing this. No, we can't do that. Doing that with this podcast because Prince's people will hunt us down. They were very adamant <coughs> about that type of stuff when he was alive. Like it's to the point now where, like you could get, but in 2020 you can go on Apple Music and listen to a shitload of his music, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff you hadn't heard before. Um, but maybe like 10 years ago, certainly when he was alive, but like when the internet was happening, <coughs> I think Prince was really good with. Uh, Oh yeah, if, that, if your shit popped up on, on, if you put his shit up on YouTube, that shit was gone pretty quick. But a lot of that is just like <coughs> because he was really driven regarding like artist rights and musician rights. So he was almost like too much of a stickler. Like you couldn't yes. use his music in certain spots unless he deemed it okay or if he was comfortable. Like he he's got a relationship with Spike Lee, so like a lot of his music's been used. In uh, Spike's films, as a matter of fact, when uh, Black Klansman came out, it like ended with a Prince song that a lot of people hadn't heard before. And I think that's kind of just like a testament to how close Spike and Prince were in life that he could do. He could, you know, get, really a, cool. get a flex off like <clears throat> that. But um, yeah, was it how hard was it for you to come oh, down to five Oh my songs? gosh. Okay. So I actually assumed that. Um, like Michael Jackson, like it, this would be as hard as that was. This was way harder. No. Um, I think I there were like three songs <clears throat> that I knew were going to be on the list, but I think the order. And uh, I was stuck at twelve, f- for like two full days, and I was actually I didn't say this to you. Like I was supposed to have this ready uh, Friday, then yesterday, and it was pissing me off because I couldn't figure out which ones you wanted to put to on take list. off. Yeah. You know. I, mean, uh, there, I knew my number one. That was a given. It, I the number one was not 
his catalog though is also like it's so huge that it is and it, it's certain things like because i realized there are like <laughs> you could like a song because you like a particular era of Prince, yes. you know what i mean like he he's he's he had such a long career and he was able to really grow that you could you could chart the certain phases of his sound whether he was more in the funk or more in the rock yeah because he switched genres yeah quite he, and often and on within the same albums within the same year like he could put out two totally different projects and some of the stuff it was like that was what you heard and that's probably a good way different situation that's probably a good way to look at his stuff i less like an album and more like they were individual projects because yeah there there's a whole purpose for each one yeah i think i think he (laughs) he was an artist that well i mean i think just as a person he was very uh calculated in what he did and his spirit definitely moved just to the point Mm -hmm. where like he would do something that could be deemed great but if he didn't rock with it, after a while, yeah. he would kind of like <clears throat> banish something to like reflect on a certain dark time or, you know, just just he knew what was fitting for what he needed at the time. Like if he needed to put out a hit album, he could do that. Yeah. But that wasn't his real vision. He was just <laughs> exploring. He put out music that meant something to him and regardless of what it meant to other people. Yeah, it was. it's just fun. The music was very much his music for him about him with what he was dealing with or what or how he chose to what he was seeing in the world at the time but he was also very forward like artists like artists freedom and artists rights now is a topic and it's almost like it's way too common for people to have those conversations when prince was doing it and it was just like controversy there was a method to the madness and the method was where we're at now where people are able to write music and own all of it and be able to make money off of it just Mm -hmm. solely as being music um if you have the other opportunities you can do that but we talked about this topic before i think when we did the tlc yeah but i I think because uh the whole thing with pebbles and them i think it in it was something i i remember (laughs) recognizing just in following the music industry but i think um when he passed and looking back at what like the whole slave written on his face and things like that. Yeah, it was definitely more silenced fo- his own name and it was he was more forward thinking than I think people give him credit for in terms of like, you know, artist rights and mm-hmm. copyright and things like that. So today's podcast actually came about because uh Apple um dropped the uh Prince Live uh, in Syracuse from March 30th, 1985, they dropped it onto yeah, iTunes and that, it hit and it hit my phone. That would have been within that <clears throat> era because they, they were just touring. Purple, Purple yeah. Rain was so huge. They were just touring everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been listening to it all week and it's um, it's actually been quite amazing to hear the audience singing along to hear him, you know, and I'm actually um, disappointed in not being able to see it, you know, it was a, cause there's times where he's doing something and the crowd screaming, going crazy, but you can't see it and it's not him singing. So I'm assuming it's him dancing, some some kind of performance. Yeah. And he's, he's doing something and they're all like losing their minds. And um, I think it was during, It was it was in May. It was maybe like mid May, 
uh, for one weekend. The they were doing like a charity thing where they were stream live streaming. It was one yes. of the, one of the known concerts, <clears throat> so it wasn't. It just this cracks me up because do you like? I wonder if how many nights he did in Syracuse. Like, was this just the best night at Syracuse? Because you figure mm-hmm. at that point, if it was eight, what what was the date? Uh, March thirtieth, nineteen eighty five. They were about a year on the road. This show had to been like tight, like super tight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I wonder. It's definitely the revolution because you can hear them in the background. Oh yeah, no, that uh, was, that was. His, I mean, that when, was Wendy and Lisa band, yeah. are prevalent throughout I, the sh- the show. So I wonder um, where that was on the show and why they picked that show specifically. Because um, I know he recorded <clears throat> a lot. Yeah, and it was like, he's like, uh, it's like, welcome Syracuse and the world, and everybody's screaming, and he's like, my name is Prince, and so the the screams just go, whoo, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. crazy, crazy. Uh-huh. That's why I wanted you to listen to it. Like, if you actually, you'll hear it better if you have both AirPods in at the yeah, same time, yeah. but oh my God, the, just that let's go crazy that opening sense, yeah. is amazing. Like when you have both here, I'm like, because I had one in and then I was taking the time to listen to it both and it was uh-huh. it totally changed and you feel like you're, you almost feel like you're there. It's weird. Cause Some, I, like, I think that might've been as like the most mainstream that he ever was. For Purple Rain. In in, yeah. in reading about the, that one, the one book, after he passed, there was like maybe three books that I read about his life. And there was one specifically about the time from like creating the script for Purple Rain <laughs> until mm-hmm. the end of the tour when they all started doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like that was like the peak of his. He was always a popular person years mm-hmm. later. But I think in terms of just like superstardom, that purple rain era prince was probably because that was the industry already knew who he was but he became like an icon so when purple rain came out i was 13 14 Uh, was it 1984 it was 84 yeah so i was 13 so my aunt helen Mm -hmm. took me to go see the movie yeah and um I had already knew who Prince was and I had already been listening to like Little Corvette and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff uh-huh. and um and and other songs and that's when I found that she liked Prince. Uh-huh. And that was kind of the first time she had ever you know, like kind of taken me somewhere to go do something cuz she was older. So Is that the only thing you guys bonded over was Prince? Uh Prince, The Hardy Boys, Mysteries? Yes. Uh-huh. Because uh, she was just gaga over Sean Cassidy. Okay. Um, yodels. <laughs> yeah. The cupcakes. But yeah, she was she was um, just coming into being an adult. So, you know, she wasn't really into her little teeny bopper niece, you know. <laughs> and I don't yeah. blame her for that, you know. Was you were just trying to go see the movie, though. Well, she invited me. And I was, like, super oh, shocked wow. that she invited me to go see it. Uh-huh. But, um, and she's the one... And I probably have never mentioned this. I think you know this. Uh-huh. So my love of reading is totally from her. I think you might have mentioned so that before. So she was a reader of all kinds of like magazines and novels and romance novels and books and everything she got that she read, that she bought, she would pass them on down to me. So that was how she's the one that instilled 
you know, I love reading. reading yeah. <clears throat> and um, actually, she we follow. She follows us on um, Instagram. Mm. So I might tag her in this to say thank you. So Helen, thank you for uh, taking me to go see Purple Rain, and thank you for instilling a love of reading. And that was totally from her. That's awesome. So yes, um, that's pretty dope. And this is my mom's sister. Yes. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. and despite that fact, I still love my aunt Helen. <laughs> um, so, um, anyway, uh, so what is your number five? Number five. All right. I want to be your lover. W- almost made mine. <laughs> I really, I, I was thinking about it because I was going to, I had something else here, but I don't. I didn't want to get too technical because the thing is, is like when I start listening to Prince, <clears throat> like really, like my folder of Prince music has a lot of live shows and yes. like alternate takes, and like I could go crazy just on that stuff. But just like a pure, like I, <coughs> like you could get lost in the technicalities and all that stuff, but like just a pure put it on and is the is the song good? Like I I want to be your lover isn't something I would normally request. But you, it's just good. He's his singing is great. The lyrics are are great. It's a little you know risque, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still very funky. And I think the older I get, the more I appreciate this era. Because I think for as much as he wanted to be a rock star, he was still a big fan of like. George Clinton and like the Commodores and like a lot of these groups that were just like, oh yeah, really good and black and funky. <clears throat> and I think like because I want to be your lover is a great pop song, mm-hmm. but then the, there's a part where it's just like fuck the singing and they just start jamming. Yeah, and like that. There's another song on my list that's like that, but it's just like that era of just like a good <clears throat> Prince instrumental jam is, is. I think it's very uh, underrated when it comes to what people like about Prince. And it's good to have like a, a a popular song that also includes his that, hair so. back then was just a whole nother. <laughs> well, it's it, it was a whole fair faucet. Yes. Yeah. That cover art, I think, is is him with the face. Mm-hmm. But he had the hair; he could do that. I was watching a video of him. I'll I'll say what video it was later when I'm because it's one of my songs, uh-huh. my song selections. Um, but the concert is like him wearing like this V, like negligee type thing uh-huh. with like thigh high black stockings and like a raincoat sounds like, about right i was like go prince look at him. like yeah, he, was, he had no he had no filter for that stuff like he was well because he would do the thigh high <clears throat> stockings but like you could tell he also had a garter on yeah so it would like be uh, it would literally be lingerie and then a regular overcoat Remember, remember a couple of years ago, there was a thing on like it was like a Facebook meme. It was like Prince was the only man in in makeup and women's clothes that could take and fuck your woman. Yeah, he'd take your whole. He <laughs> he's the only bad bitch that would take your woman. That's crazy. <laughs> What's your number five? Um, let's go crazy. That's a good song. Um, I like the song. What a great I mean, open! For, what a great opening to a movie. It really, I mean, it just took it. It took it right there. Yeah. But it's it's the guitar rift. That guitar rift that he does in there. Yeah. I literally will get goosebumps from that guitar that rift, sense. and I don't get that from any guitar rift in any other song. Yeah. But um. He, 
you know, his his fingers are just flying mm-hmm. on there. And the song, you know, as an opening for Purple Rain is just it's an amazing song. It's just really good. They told the whole story. You're, like you didn't need to learn anything about the background because they told all of it during that song in that movie. Yeah. And you can't sit still. You will be bopping yeah. to that song. Yeah. Like you can't. That's a, that's one of those songs where you're like, and you're immediately singing along. You almost wish that was the movie. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> it was just them doing flashbacks <clears throat> to great music. Yes, and I like how at the end of in the movie, at the end of Let's Go Crazy, it's also all their faces. Yeah, flying through the screen. Uh-huh. And um, it was a big statement. I mean, yes. you, you. I think, and again, Prince was a thing, but I think Prince from the. Again, the I Want to Be Your Lover era, like the the mid to late 70s. Mm-hmm. He hadn't really popped off like that. So it wasn't like culture. Yeah. But Purple Rain, the 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 flowery blouses for men and the mm-hmm. eyeliner and the the real like. All the purple, the ruffles. The the face, the, like the, the facial hair was really like <laughs> cut precisely. And yes. The, the curly hair, like. It became a look because of him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think when you, Purple you, you Rain came out, my junior high school changed up. Like yeah. my family was dirt poor, so we weren't doing squat. Yeah. Um, but there was so many, um, mostly girls dressing like Prince. Yeah. But there was a few guys, uh-huh. you know, and so it became more of a thing to, uh to do the ruffles and like a, a jacket over your shirt yeah. and and to wear bl- the black leather pants and people all really that kind got of stuff. Ex- yeah he, he really opened it up for people that may have wanted to experiment yes would have looked <clears throat> a, felt a certain way okay and what's your number four my number <clears throat> four is money don't matter tonight i think mm-hmm. this was on uh the diamonds and pearls album it's a. Uh, I, is it a sad song? It's definitely a mid-tempo Prince song. Um, the chorus is kind of just like <coughs> from the the perspective of a poor person mm-hmm. who's just trying to have a good time, knowing that like not just the fact that like they have no money, but like that the world is also fucked up. I don't know. Like the video is really good. I think it's one of the first times him and Spike Lee. I think Spike directed the video, um, but it's, I don't think Prince is even in it. It's like. It, I don't listen to a lot of the like social commentary, like current events, Prince. Mm-hmm. Like Sign of the Times is kind of like that, mm-hmm. but like he had a lot of songs later in his career that were a lot more about what was going on in 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 the world. And I think Money Don't Matter Tonight was a good way of bridging those two gaps. Plus, it's just like a really cool so like it, it's either like slow and seductive or like faster paced and crazy but just like something is just like a really and it shows you his gift to be able to put both of those things in one song and it makes sense yeah it's almost like he's a good artist you know know, it's weird like that right it's weird because i think a lot of artists they there are a lot of people they forget that you can be aware and conscious and still make a good song out of it like it it doesn't have to be so rigid because it's a, a statement you know and that's kind of how like bohemian rhapsody is for me it's like I liked that they put so much diff- so many different bits and pieces of different pieces of music into yeah. one song and they made it work. Yeah, they put a lot of effort into just being <clears throat> nerdy. 
nerdy and weird. Yes. Which is cool. Which isn't necessarily what Prince did, but I think the fact that you can bridge those parts of yourself and just make a good song is, is worth it. But um, what's your number four? Um, you'll probably think be thinking that this was my number one because uh-huh. I've always said like this, I love the song. Uh-huh. So the beautiful ones. That's a very good song. I love the song. It's, uh, I think on the only, it's the only, it's like the slowest song by him that I like. Really? Um, I like a lot of the other ones, uh, but this one is really just that, um, this is that begging song. You know, we've talked about that before on other podcasts, you know, like, so this is him, you know, like, you know, do you want him or do you want me because I want you, you know? So this is that, you know, I really want to do, I love you. I want to be with you, you know? can you forget him and come be with me? And, yeah. You know, it's a real moment in the movie. It, it is. And, um, you know, when you watch that whole performance that he does uh-huh. in, in Purple Rain, you know, she's sitting with Morris and, you know, and he's just like pulling, pulling, pouring his whole heart out yeah. on stage to her. And then... He gets all freaky deaky on the stage and he's like, you know, screaming and she's running out the door. Yeah. It's, but it's very dramatic. And um, so it's it's a very the music to it is very pretty. Uh-huh. But the words are very desperate. Yeah. So I think the combination of the two just really appeals to me. That makes sense. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. It's one of the high points of the film. For oh, me. yeah, for sure. It's and that's. Um, and it's another one of his songs where there's a good section of it with no singing. Yeah. You know, and the way it just it just flows out. When I think the uh, like a lot of the keyboards and stuff in that, the synth, <clears throat> they paint a lot of like the picture of the desperation. Yes. Uh, yes. For the song. That's why I think it's really good and uh, it works very well in the movie. Um, well, how my third song now? Mm-hmm. Right, my third song is, I don't know how big of a hit this song was, but it's on the Dirty Mind album. It's called Party Up. Mm-hmm. I think I fell in love with this song. Was it? I don't he, think I know that song. When he died, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, I think it was when. when yeah, I heard about that. When Prince died. Because he'd been on SNL a lot. Oh yeah. So like the I don't I have a lot of episodes of SNL I kept. That's the one just because it's it's all of the musical performances and then like the parodies and all this stuff they've done with him or whatever. Um, but this might have been what he I think he played Party Up on one of his first SNL appearances. Um, the album came out in 1980, so it was it was roughly around that time. Um, it, this was the lingerie and. Uh, mm-hmm an overcoat era but again it was it's one of those songs where you could see him bridging like the channy like rock stuff with a really like funky rock band Mm -hmm. um and he was putting in a lot of the other like the a lot of the stuff that uh parliament funkadelic would do with like you know some of the counter melody uh vocals that they would do uh, it's just like a very like guitar heavy 
yeah. song that uh I don't know, the, the, when I saw the SNL performance, I really liked it. And then I was making a playlist of just like a lot of funkier Prince songs. And that's one of the ones I always go to. It's just, it's like a really fun, like <coughs> a bunch of par- people at a party, kind of drunk, just, you know, scream shouting like <laughs> lyrics. That's my number three. It, it feels like it's kind of high. But uh, when I try and narrow, narrow the stuff down and look at like all the stuff I like about Prince, it ends up charting pretty high, honestly. It's it's a good album though. What's your number three? Um, not the version sung by Prince, but this is a song he wrote. So nothing compares to you. Uh huh. Sinead O'Connor, uh-huh. but he wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the lyric, it's beautiful. It is it's just a beautiful song. There's a version out there with it. Like I think it's on. If you go to Apple Music, it should be called. <clears throat> originals mm-hmm. i think he like he has his kids version i've of, heard him sing it yeah his, uh but like he there were full recordings of all these like him singing manic monday yep stuff for like vanity six <clears throat> at the time and, and other songs you know um that he did especially during like that 80s era i think you, there's versions of him singing it by himself as well so there was a couple songs that i did not know that were by him uh-huh um stand back Stevie Nicks, mm-hmm. I didn't realize was was a Prince written song. I think he might have done a couple for her, but I think he always wanted to do something, and they ended up working a couple times. Um, was there another? The rest of these I knew were I knew were all him. I remember somebody being um, weirded out over uh, Manic Monday being by Prince. Being I forget Prince who it song, was. Yeah, but I think it's it, I, I think it's cool oh, Yo, Mister by uh, Patty Labelle. Well, because there's things like Shaka Khan's "I Feel for You" was originally. Oh, I knew that. that but that was like on one of his first albums, yeah. or whatever. But um, I don't. Th- I think. But if you tell me he wrote something for the time, I'm not going to be shocked. Or... No, but I, I'm, Shaka Khan's a little different because she was already established. Yeah, and I think um, he was coming up, and it was. Just I did like, like Sugar Walls. Yeah, but I think some. So, but, um, I forget who. Sheena Easton. Yeah, the Sinead O'Connor song, like. It's just a beautiful song. I don't I don't remember if I knew originally that it was a Prince song. That was my introduction to it was through him. Gotcha. Um but the I'm sorry. The again, but this is like the a desperate kind of feeling, but uh-huh. it's des it's it's not desperate it's more devastated like yeah we're over now yeah you know so where the beautiful ones was please come be mine nothing compares to you is like i realized yeah i should have worked it out with you every day something every every day time goes on i still feel like Mm -hmm. yeah so it's um it don't it don't like it almost breaks your heart when you know when she's singing it yeah you know, because you're like, and she then she starts crying in the video, right, yeah. which is, just makes it worse. You know, but um, it's just one of those. I, I I'm realizing now, yeah, that nothing compares to you, and I probably didn't appreciate what, what we had in that time. moment. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. So yeah, good stuff. My, that's, my. that's my number three. So now you're on number two. I'm on my number two. No, if. <clears throat> My number two is probably like when I think about like Prince jams, mm-hmm. Erotic City's probably 
the biggest jam. I I I feel like it used it was one of those songs where I I think I first heard it on DAS. Is that your number two? That is my number two, and uh, uh, it's okay. my number one. <laughs> um, I. Uh, it was just like, damn, this is a this is a real amazing song. Like, how is this Prince? How is this Prince? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a, a funk, a bop. Yes. It's um, probably one of his more solid funk yeah. um, songs. And it, I mean, you, again, that's another, you can't sit. Yeah. And not, you know, bop around 100%. listening to that song. Um and you and I went to remember we went to the concert after uh-huh. Prince had passed. Yeah. Um and we actually did a few things. We there was a purple rain showing in the park we went to go see. Mm-hmm. Then um we went to go see Purple Rain in the theaters cuz they brought it back into the theaters. Uh-huh. Um, and then we went to go see the revolution that was in Philly. That was in Philly. And, um, at the casino. Fox, mm-hmm. What's the, what was the name of the sugar parks? Sugar house. Sugar house. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sugar house. <clears throat> and, um, um, you know, erotic cities. Oh, you know, so it's my number one song. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, by f- by far the the one that's gonna make me want to dance and to make um and make me uh think of Prince as uh, a very innately sexual being yeah. is Erotic City. That's the one for me that just like kind of pulls everything about him into that one song. Yeah, hundred percent. All his, you know, his. Um, because to talk about sex and, and I remember watching, I forget what, where he, who he was interviewing with, but they asked him about like, you know, so many of the songs being about sex and he was like, that's when you're, you're most vulnerable. Yeah. Which, which, which is also the most Prince response. Yes. You know, so, um, when you take into, into account how many of his songs are based about some kind of. It's it's topic with sex. It's sex and religion and sometimes they're yeah. intertwined. Yes. And so, you know, it's just the song is just a, f- a freaking awesome song. There's yeah. no part of the song I would change. It's the lyrics are great. The the groove is great. Facts. It, it's just a great song. I it's my my favorite Prince song. Now, give me a uh, two weeks and I could be listening to some other Prince songs and be like, you know what? Maybe Erotic City is not my favorite one. Well, I think that's because <laughs> so. I remember, like, I wasn't buying, I was barely three years old when Purple Rain came out. So, like, I wasn't buying Prince <clears throat> singles who have even heard Erotic City. Because mm-hmm. it was a B side on one of the singles. But I remember hearing it on DAS late night. And it wasn't until. We went to one of Tenny's friends' house and he had the three discs, like the hits and the B-sides mm-hmm. collection, and it was on one of the discs. And I was like, oh shit, that's the song that I heard on the radio. And uh, I think I played that. I might have played that song like back to back, like that night, all night. It was a sad. I remember it was a Saturday. I just got really hype about that song. <laughs> um, How old were you? I was younger than Jaden, maybe like 11. 
something. I mean, it was just like it was just that beat. I mean, it, it was like everything I liked about like cameo. I like her singing in the background. Yeah, like it I li- changes I, the. I like the fact that you can't tell if he's saying fuck or funk. <laughs> so they they like they play with a wink on the radio because you re- you you can only play that at a certain time of day yeah. anyway. But the fact that like they don't edit the song. But they're not going to play it at a certain hour because they don't know what he actually said. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Know, it's just, it's just a very. It's I think I think the way you said it was best. It is like one of the most Prince songs. Yeah, ever. Um. So I <laughs> guess that was my number two. Was your number one? Do you want to do your number one now and then I'll do? That mine? is my number one. That's what I'm. I mean, you're, well, your number two. You didn't do your number two. Okay. My number two is Controversy. That's a good song. Um. I'm surprised it's your number two, but that's a good song. I mean, your number one, your number two, but that's a good song. Um, no, I always like the song. Um, I mean, it's uh, again, you can't have a, a Prince song and not have a a, a a fucking a phenomenal beat and yeah, and musical background. But the that was the song where he openly talks about his own sexuality. Yeah. And kind of um, puts it all out on Front Street. Yeah, and it's talking about you know genders being much more fluid yeah. than what you know you're male, you're female, mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and just kind of. I, I, and again, there was another interview where he was talking about that song, and he said he just he wrote that because he didn't understand why so much focus was about his sexuality. Yeah. And, um, and he really, I think part of it, the controversy to him was why isn't the concentration on my music? Why is it so much? But I think, Oh, to be, to be a young artist that big in the world, like, but I think he doesn't realize also as much as we saw from him on stage and things like that, it was very easy to see when he was in interviews that he was very shy. Yeah. It was also, you know, so when you put the shy man that you're seeing in an interview and then you try to switch your brain around to the dynamo on the stage, yeah. you know, the two don't but you got, mesh. I, I, but then he's also very very private yeah so you don't know so you're like is the one that's in the interview and quiet is that him or is it the one that was in the movie is that him or is it the one that's on the stage is that and i think people kind of and this is why i like the song so much people want to stick you in a box that they can understand you in Uh and he could you couldn't put him in a box you can't there's not enough boxes to put him in and he with with his music and on his own explored that yeah you know and he he had the freedom to do that yeah you know not everybody does but i feel like to some degree he took that freedom oh he did that's what i'm that's why he's such a pioneer yeah he, he he made it okay to be an artist and work throughout those problems through your music you and like tell take it me to the extreme. when a mixed race skinny little guy Wearing makeup, short. And short wearing makeup and stuff, but a beast on the ba- on the basketball court yeah. um, was gonna <laughs> you know, do all this yeah. and um, 
I've had, you know, we're always in that, you know, who who beat, it was it him or Michael Jackson? Uh-huh. But he didn't have a family supporting him. No, he didn't. Where, like, the own. Jacksons, they all had each other. At the most, his dad was good in music, but, like, yeah. it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. he didn't have, like, a family supporting him saying, we're going to hold it down. We're going to help you produce this. He had, gonna... he had to make the scene. Yeah. He had to do that on his own. There's a, he's the reason there's a Minneapolis sound. Yes. Um, I think the, but the funny thing is, is where like this, like controversy is probably something that works twofold. The first part is just like, it's a jamming song that fans oh of Prince gosh. will like. I love that song. But I think the flip side is kind of like here because he wasn't a dummy. He knew he might've questioned why the focus was on his sexuality and all that stuff. But he also knew that he could use that. Yep. To his advantage. So he'll make a song about it. And it's like, that's it. You don't really get. No, there's no answer. There's no. He's only going to give you the questions and the answers are about him. So he he keeps that to himself as he should. Yeah. It's 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 a very it's it's one. I mean, if you want to give the answers, I'm not going to knock you for giving the answers. But if you want to keep the answers, you keep them. We both watched Graffiti Bridge. If there's answers in that film, I can't (laughs) find them at all. Like he was good with that, though. Yes. Um. Speaking of movies that Prince did, my number one, probably if if Prince was still alive, it probably wouldn't be my number one. From Batman. No, no, no. Okay. Shouts out to the Batman soundtrack's phenomenal. It is. (laughs) Um, Party Man on that's a really good song. Um, What's the one? Scandalous is a really good song mm-hmm. that's on there. There's a couple of really good songs on on the on the Batman soundtrack, uh, but no, Purple Rain is my number one. Um, I think I always re- I mean again being a person <clears throat> of a certain age, I grew up with Purple Rain. Like that was that was the like go to anthem song for me before Bohemian Rhapsody came back and blew up. Um, but I think when I remember when Prince passed and I remember the bullpen at the job being really quiet and was it Zane Lowe? Whoever was on Apple, um, Apple's Beats 1, they just started playing Prince music and I just I just had my, my laptop, like the laptop speakers were shitty, but I had Purple Rain on and it's not like, it's not, it's a beautiful song. Beautiful guitar. I just, I just yawned. To <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. Mean, I'm sorry. I'm very long with it. Very beautiful solo. It really is. But it's the end. It's like it's it's when when everybody's done playing, and you've just got like the strings playing, and like you know the little remnants of like the keyboard and playing, and it's just kind of like it's a ve- it's a very emotional. It is it the the strings and the way that they. Because it goes Take, on for a while, it really does. It's, it's it, like maybe a minute and a half of like just six. Yeah, when, this, when like when he's when the vocals are done, it just keeps going, and it feels like it, you're just drifting into nothing. Yeah, but but, and, but that's what it's. I think that's what death does. You know, like well, it's, that's what I'm, know. I was gonna say because like I never I never paid attention to that part. Mm-hmm. But as it's as I'm sitting at work, twenty minutes removed from hearing that Prince died in a uh, died on a plane or whatever the situation at was. home um well because he had had the, the problem at, uh, like a couple days ago or before mm-hmm. or whatever but um he passed away and then hearing that and it's kind of just like everybody's kind of like stunned i don't know it was just a really 
What was the reaction of your coworkers? Because we talked about the fact that I mean, a Prince lot of them is are an young. Icon. I think it's it's just like people know Thriller without really like delving into Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like I think pre- people recognize, and it's not like Prince wasn't around. He was doing um, what was that show? New Girl. There was show some show that uh, the one Fountains of Wayne guy did a lot of music on, and like they got really they got a, they did a lot of really good stuff with music. And there was one episode where Prince was on it. And I remember that he, like, made a playlist for the people while they were working on the show. Like, (laughs) they were really big Prince fans. I think they worked a lot of his music into the episode, and he had a cameo in it. But, like, there's also just, like, a really fun playlist. It's just, like, the Pointer Sisters. Like, I think think the playlist is literally supposed to be, like, stuff Prince would play at, like, a house party or things like that. Like, um, I need to see that playlist. (laughs) It's some I have it somewhere. But people really, like, I think... Prince is one of those artists, again, more so than Michael Jackson, that people just, if you're a fan of music, you really appreciate Prince mm-hmm. more. So I, I think while Prince the- is the only artist, the only musician that um, when he passed, I cried. Yeah, it was it was definitely like I, I remember seeing the news and it being confirmed and I was kind of just like, fuck. I remember like you really, and I were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We're like, no, 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 this can't be real. Yeah. And and when it was real, I was just, I was devastated. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a, because I remember there being like, they were playing Purple Rain on TV because the one guy, Andrew, I work with, we, I don't want to say we could be so different because we're actually pretty alike, but I think, um, like, he was from Syracuse. And there was one night when I first started, we should send him this thing. When I first started working pop culture, um, the, the, the vertical at complex. Right there, my eye. there you go. You all right? Yes. There was one night where Purple Rain was on. I think it might, I don't remember if it was before or after Prince died. I think it was before. But like me and Andrew bonded over like our appreciation <laughs> for Purple Rain. I hadn't, I didn't realize he was into it like that. So like, you know, I think people just nowadays, they know who he, they might not be as big of fans as people who grew up on Prince or, you know, saw him evolve over the years. But at the very least, people know P- Purple Rain. They understand, oh, yeah. you know, Prince's contribution to music. Just because, you know, from your Alicia Keys to, you know, MC Hammers, like everybody has uh-huh. cited Prince as like one A of huge influence, one yeah. of their biggest influences. So I think it's hard. I think it's hard for people to not know who Prince is. You know, and let's not forget. You know, um, actually, he had a uh, you know stuff like he was able to play. A uh, like what was it, like a dozen instruments or something. Yeah, he. Could, I mean, he could literally make a whole album if he wanted to, just on his own. He almost probably did, has. He, he no, he definitely has. He doesn't even really need like backup people. I think on Purple Rain, the majority of that is him, aside from what Wendy and Lisa did in terms of writing music. Not even like producing, but just like writing songs. I think they might have one or two credits on Purple Rain, and the rest is just him. Let's see. So I just looked this up. So he had 39 studio albums. Yes. Four live albums. Uh-huh. Nine compilation albums. 17 video albums. Uh-huh. 152 music videos. That makes sense. Uh, 13 EPs. Uh-huh. 106 singles. Five special edition albums. Two post posthumously posthumously released albums yes Uh 13 internet albums two madhouse albums three 
new power generation albums, one MPG orchestra album. Yeah, those those are just the different uh, groups that he like mm-hmm. Madhouse isn't even something people are really up on. But anyway, um, and actually did better worldwide than he did in the U.S. Yeah, which I did not realize that until I was reading this stuff. But yeah. uh, he had five number one hits in the U.S. Uh-huh. But worldwide, fifteen worldwide hit uh, number one hits. Word. As well as worldwide, eight number one albums. He was the most successful artist on Billboard charts from 1980 to 2000, uh-huh. scoring eight number one R&B singles and seven number one dance singles, tied for second place with male entertainers with Enrique Iglesias and Michael Jackson. Word. Scored 50 top 40 hits around the world since 1979. Uh-huh. His most Commercial period was 82, 82's 1999, and 96's Emancipation. Though he maintained a loyal audience since and experienced a commercial surgence in the 2004's music, Musicology, uh-huh. paving the way for several successful albums to follow, including his final hit-and-run Phase 2. You said that, that live album that was on Apple Music, that was... March 30th, 1985? Uh-huh. Okay, this is available. This was released as a DVD. <gasps> Live at the Carrier Dome, Syracuse, New York. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll see if I can Yay. find it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we watch it together? Yeah, if I can find it, yeah. This has a, it, the Purple Rain version is 18 minutes and 24 yes. seconds. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I'll see if I can find this. Um, yeah, there's um, there's a version of Doomy Baby on there where he's doesn't – the song is all of like thirty seconds, but they're like he's talking to the audience. Yeah. Well, um, again, for this, for like a few minutes, and it's, it's been, a little freaky deaky kind of conversation. He, he had the biggest album and movie in the world, like, mm-hmm. and it's still one of like the best selling one hundred percent album, um, soundtrack. I think that's gonna do it for us. Okay. This week. So I'll be listening to Prince all week now. I was gonna say like I'm gonna get <laughs> off here and just start going back through some of this old. Although the shouts out to the the Prince Estate for putting together that double edition, the deluxe edition of uh, Purple Rain. It has all all of the B sides and remixes and mm-hmm. everything that I love from that era are there. I think it's it's got to be like 30, 40 some tracks in total. It's the album, and then it's like. The album's remastered. I think there's a lot of the the B sides from the singles as well as like alternate takes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Was- On that note, thanks for tripping down Prince Memory Lane with us. True. And R.I.P. to Prince. Facts. And no R.I.P. though, really, because he's still here with us. He he lives on. He does. Uh, on that note. Mwah.